You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, then you got to be like the Sandman and listen to the podcast called Extreme Rewind. It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV episode one, all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view special and used to be TNN in between. I've got myself Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. How are we doing, Jay? It's exciting. It's, it's, it's time. It's time for November to remember. It's time for you know, the ECW's pinnacle show, their WrestleMania. They're, they're all in. All in? All out? All in. Yeah, all in. Everything is about November to remember. Yes. So we learned last week when Tommy Dream made a little cameo. Absolutely everything, and I'm very glad that we're here and covering it because if we didn't, it'd be a regret I never forget. They used a tagline this year, did they? they? Didn't advertise anything for the show this year. They <laughs> didn't say much. In, in yeah, they just sort of ran out the night before what the main event was. Um, yeah, for those who haven't guessed, of course, it is pay per view week, so we are covering ECW November to remember 2000. This was from the 5th of November. Um, coming from Villa Park, which is the Premier League Stadium. It's in Louisiana, USA. Illinois. Illinois? No. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's that crazy Chicago crowd. Oh, it's Chicago. There we go. Um, I know you've already looked, but I have to ask you anyway and pretend you haven't. What do you think the attendance is for this show? <laughs> well, I do know that, you know, this is them going back to the Odeon Expo Centre. And I do know that last time they did this was last year for Anarchy Rule. So about, you know, 13 months ago, they did 6,000 then. So I'd imagine it's kind of ballpark. Well, it's actually 4,600. Oh, damn. Not a ballpark. Was it, the same, was it the same venue they run? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they've lost, like, about 1,500 fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not... Unless they've got huge... a different setup. Yeah, I mean, possibly. But it's not a huge surprise when you look at kind of the the, the, the movement in cars. I mean, although saying that, so I, I do you remember the Anarchy Rules 99 card? Um, is that the one where it was Raven and Dreamer versus... No, it was Impact Players versus Lynn and RVD? Um, no, it was Dreamer and Raven versus Rhino and Steve Carino. Fuck. RBC versus Bulls Mahoney in the main event. That was the one. And awesome beating Tanaka and Taz. So, so Taz dropping the belt. Oh, wow. That was a different time, wasn't it? Yeah. Credible versus Sabu. Credible had Jason in his corner. Is that 99? Um, yeah. I guess that would have been like right at the beginning of the year, wouldn't it? Well, it's uh, September. Oh, because then, yeah, Taz left. Yeah, he did a couple more shots, didn't he? And then went for the yeah. rumble. Yeah, okay. That's uh, Lance Storm like versus Jerry really... Lynn. Yeah. When you think it's basically just over a year. Yeah. How massively this has changed. I mean, this is like an RVD list pay-per-view. Like RVD November was scheduled to defend the television championship against Johnny Smith in the main event. For the match, Travis Rotten cut off promos in which he challenged Mike Awesome <laughs> to a match of the World Heavyweight Championship. Of the Impact players and Johnny Smith attacked Rotten until Falls Mahoney and Spike Dudley made the save. Mahoney shared a shot to Smith, which took him out, and he was substituted for Smith against RVD. That's the famous. I know you hear me, Daddy. I know you hear me. Yeah. Which, funny enough, this arena and these fans are treated to a couple more blinding promos. Stunning promos. It, it must be. Stunning. Must be saying, must from, be saying I mean, about um, this place. We don't have to wait long for the first one, to be honest. We don't. Um, right, so so he starts with Jerry Lynn. Unfortunately, this isn't one of the stunning promos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does say he's saying he promised to be a fighting champion, but tonight he's not in jeopardy. 
he's in double jeopardy. And um, ECW fighting champion of the world, or whatever he does. I was going to say, did he growl? Yeah, he does, oh, he does, of course he did. It's a, it's a Jerry Lynn champion promo. He has to growl. And I, I love um, Jerry Lynn, but I do kind of sit there and think how different this could have been if he was healed Jerry Lynn with the network and Cyrus was his mouthpiece. I, so Jerry Lynn has been absolutely one of the standout performers of ECW and I don't think you know anyone's going to be shocked by my my revelation there um the championship's not been good for him no I I think and and him him being you know just goody goody baby face has not been good for him either um no I don't I don't want to say he wasn't ready for it because performance wise he was he was ready for it but I don't think he expected it, and I think it's caught him off guard because just incredible over a period of time went up, went up, went up, went up, went up, and became that guy, you know. So he was already had the his character was developed enough to his promos. But yeah. When Lynn didn't really have a star for his promo, to so then not have a star and suddenly be the world champion, you, you can tell he's like, but also was flip flopping beforehand as to whether you know he was face or heel. I mean, you know, that the, the, the entire Thing with him feuding with a referee um, was because he was fucking over to jury matches. So, um, yes, he's ready. Um, just incredible quick promo. Basically talked about the main event, said the belt's coming home. She's fine that Francine's like, oh, yeah, then you get me again. It's like, well, yeah, Sandman. Um, three-time world champion who wants to make it four. Because he's politically incorrect and proud of it. Throw that old tagline there. Love to see it. Well, I mean, it's the, the most promo time he's had in two years. I mean, this this done real how much he's been wasted since he's come back. I mean, obviously, you don't know what was going on behind the scenes and um, with him. No, but he came with... back in such amazing shape after WCW. And yeah. I, I don't know if he had an injury or something, but yeah, he just he just seemed to just should have been like world champion or to even TV champion. He just should have been, or just in a tag team with Dreamer going after the tag team gold and having a sort of old school ECW sort of blood, sweat, and beers team. It would have worked yeah. out perfect. So he just sort of um, did what he did. Anyway, yeah, he's after the belt. Carino, um, this promo is probably the best of the bunch. Again, slightly biased, but, you know, Carino promos are just um, on such a great level. He's such a natural talker in a comparable. Um, so this is this is an iconic one for, for, for I think, both of us. It's, it's iconic. Um, it's one that he, that, that caught our imagination very early on when we first saw it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just brilliant. Yeah, no, so basically he's going to be the king of the new era. Um, Victory got the old high spot in there. Decent stuff. We then get uh, Joey Styles and Joel Gertner in the ring. Welcome up to the pay-per-view. Joe Gertner gets his big sort of intro lines in. Then Simon Diamond walks out, says that he's got a problem. Said Swinger is still injured. Um, said that he took Chris out Dreamer. Friend. Yeah, Chris Friend. Um Said that he took out Dreamer, and it's also never been yeah. it's never been mentioned once. Which I think is actually like fair. It's actually highlighting them dropping the ball to a point. Absolutely. Because it wasn't easy sort of ways to keep it going. Sorry, I just come out. Innovator of silence. Um, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. And, and before we get anyone, you, you had him, you had Tommy Dreamer walk straight past the thing the other day uh, on the last on the Go Home show. Yeah. Uh, he's ready because it's November to remember. A throwaway line there about you know him not being medically cleared to wrestle because of the damage done by Simon Dunn. Yeah, exactly. And it just would have led into this and just would have built 
anything. It helps him transition from the comedy character to the serious rest that they've been trying to do. With Dream all, Life, all the way through. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, basically, did uh, um, Joel Gertner basically makes a joke about saying he doesn't even know who he is. I so I I enjoyed. I I I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it. You know, <laughs> I don't know why you're so cross with me. I I I big fan of you. I put your stuff over. I'm I'm you know, love what you do. I love your look. I love your gimmick. I love your your athleticism. I you know I I think it's amazing. I mean I'm I'm blanking on your name right now, um, and it was just such a kind of you know. I, I, ignoring the fact that Joel Gertner apparently is a face, um, it was it was a, a great, just smart ass comment. It felt like an extent of almost something that that Paul Heyman had fed a talent backstage, sort of a bullshit line like that. You know, yeah. it, it felt like a play on something that was. I mean, like it's, it's it's almost yeah, it's almost kind of you know rib on the boys, isn't it? It's almost like uh, you know nice finish. Can't wait to kick out of it, kind of. Just heat. You know, oh, I love your stuff. Remind me of your name. So basically, this leads to Simon and the returning uh, swinger taking out Joel Gertner until Dreamer makes the save, who is then taken out by C.W. Anderson, who is then saved by York and Matthews. And then we actually get a match, which is Simon Diamond and Swinger versus York and Matthews. Yeah, so you know, swing is fine. No, no uh, conversation about it. Swing is fine. Exactly. Uh, this match was fairly quick. Five minutes twenty-one. They were given with a diamond and swinger picking up the win, and I think rightly so. It's kind of your basic opener once he got going. Um, had plenty of heat, got the crowd going, but it was kind of like a a kind of hot shot angle, which got like plenty heat and turned into a match just to to start the show off at a decent pace. Uh, I think yeah. the right person won because, uh, you know, they, they they need this. You can't have that kind of level of opening heat. Then she just almost lose straight away. It'd be silly. No. So, I mean, you know, I, I, there's a frustration with me in the sense that they've done absolutely nothing with York and Matthews. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do think it's right that they, they lose to Diamond and Swinger. Swinger and Diamond are the ones that are getting the push. Especially with, with Swinger's return from whatever the fuck that was. Um, and also, you know, with, with CW Anderson there as well, it wasn't a, a fair fight. So, um, uh, although the, the camera angle did miss CW's interference on part of it, uh, so you, you saw, um, I think it was Matthews suddenly crotched on the ropes, but you didn't quite get that, that because um, CW had... Uh, Exactly. Um, so CW helps, which brings out Kid Cash. Beat down, beat down, beat down. Out, beat down. Exactly, which then leads to Kid Cash versus CW Anderson. Um, this match is given a lot more time, twice as much, really. A, a, a decent, no, a, a decent match again. But I'm surprised, like again. This is another one. There's no talk about CW ending Cash's winning streak that he had going on for ages. You've advertised. I don't, you know, I understand that part of this is kind of like crazy of anything can happen in ECW. Blah, blah. You've advertised right up till the night before this pay-per-view that CW Anderson is, what is going to ruin Super Crazy's hometown. I think it's an interesting match because it'll be the first time ever match. Yeah. And, you know, these two are great. Um, they're both amazing. They've got good chemistry. They have a great match. Um, I don't understand why why this is this is now the match. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, look, it's, it's, it is a good match. Cash is amazing. Anderson's massively shooting up sort of the rankings. And that's why I was, I was kind of confused with the match because where'd you go? Because the thing is, obviously, Cash picks up the win, which is fine because Cash is hot, but then 
you're almost stamping Anderson, who's just sort of attacked Dreamer. His boys have just won. Yep, he was so, in the number one contender match. Yeah, he's in the number one contender match. He was in a world title match two weeks ago. Yep. And that feels like you've called him right off. Yeah. Just to try and heat him up and have him in a submission match with Dream at the next pay-per-view. I think it is, when we serve me correct. It's all up there somewhere. Jeremy, so it's just really weird, like, what, what are we doing here? But, if we're gonna I, and the other think, side of that is, you know, what, what's this done for cash? Well, this is it. You know, he's, he's, he's won a, a, a very good match, but there's nothing more than that. It's not progressed him in any way, shape, or form. It's not moved him in any, on any way, shape, or form. He's not involved in anything. You know, another match, another pay-per-view, third in a row, maybe, where he's yeah. run out and got involved because, you know, something's going on and golly gosh, I'm going to... I mean, this is the guy that beat Rhino. This is the guy that, that destroyed Rhino for the, for the television champion, the championship. You know, the heir apparent to RVD, the partner of RVD. That's it. Oh, not partner, in which, unless he's in trouble when he never wants to know him. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that happens. It leads to hot commodities sort of coming out. Um, no, so the kid Cash was meant to be Doring and Roadkill's partner. Yeah, it's going to be a triple. It was going to be a, a, a six man tag, hot commodity, all three members versus Doring Roadkill and Kid Cash. Yeah, and obviously that can't happen now because Cash has just wrestled because he ran out to fight C.W. Anderson, who was meant to be fighting Super Crazy but didn't fight Super Crazy. Yeah, yeah, so we get that and basically. So Hammer, it's in the ring. Dorian and Roadkill come out. And it leads to probably, to this point, and still questioning if it is, still is it, the greatest promo of the evening. I mean, it's got a rival, but... You know my vote's for the I second one. Is... But, but... It's, <laughs> it's, 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 it, it, we're arguing whether this is one or two or two and one. This is... Yeah. Yeah, this is absolutely amazing. So basically, he's there, hot commodity, standing opposite Dorian and Roadkill, three against two. Uh, Hamrick just gets the mic and says, it's meant to be three on three. Um, cash is taken. It seems unfair to do three against two, but what the fuck? And, yeah. <laughs> and just, <laughs> just sit in their heads and they just start beating them down. And it's just so like, we were talking off air, like even they forgot his promo and he just sort of ad-libbed or it's just, absolute genius but I loved it I thought it was so good yeah honestly I thought it was so so good so we do get the match they do get a partner as a returning Spike Dudley's music hits to a good reaction he comes out joins up with Doran and Roadkill to take on Hot Commodity um, there's a bit in this match where Doran finally gets his hands on Electra. feels like it's half a year in the making probably longer yeah yeah it was sort of a not a thing but when they wanted it to be a thing, suddenly it was again. So um, that happened. I think throughout this match, I think Hot Commodity really are such an underrated team. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the, the work ethic of them is, is incredible. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even with, um, yeah, they're all just such solid, like, workers. And like I said, if they can just do sort of ridiculous programs like that, they could have really moved up. The rankings, Doran, Roadkill and Spike do pick up the win, though. No surprise about that, really, especially with Spike returning. Makes perfect sense. Like I said, Doran got his hands on Roadkill. And that was that. And that leads so, us into... But, so, Roadkill. I was yeah. watching this, and, and you know, it, it, one of the things that's, that's just so very apparent is just how hot the crowd are for Roadkill. Uh, do you think that him not having a main event heel run was a waste, or do you think that wasn't something he could have done? Because he feels to me like kind of a, a Hogan WWF esque monster heel. Yeah. And, you know, he, he can wrestle, he can move, he can do big stuff. You could see him destroying Carino. 
or Lynn and yeah. just absolutely decimating them. You know, the big man turns on Doring, destroys the champion. Real kind of old WWF style, just, you know, leaves the champion late. You know, he could, uh, I, I felt that he could be, and, you know, just almost felt like a waste that he never was. Just your, your, your big nasty heel. Yeah, he's got the ability. He literally could have obviously changed, kept the name, changed the look up a bit, and he could have, like I said, just absolutely destroying people because he was agile as well. So agile. Yeah. yeah, I mean, him walking up the ropes and then coming off it to put someone through a table. That's the thing. It's ridiculous, really. But no, he could have had a, a great round. The thing is, you never really know what was around the corner. But again, he could have. And again, you know, the fact that it doesn't cut promos really doesn't make a difference with a heel. You know, you could give him Cyrus, you could give him anyone like that. I mean, I guess the only issue is, is you know, that kind of big nasty heel was destroying people with kind of rhinos. Mm. But on the, on the if same... rhinos not in the main event picture, then... But again, they've got a different enough look. And if yeah. he just almost got to a stage where he just didn't cut promos, he literally just had the belt always hanging down by the side of him, just walking around with it or whatever, yeah. it would have worked. And he just didn't really need to cut promos. It'd just be people chasing him, like almost like Sid in a sense. Sid never really yeah. cut promos. No. But you, you obviously had like, you know, the history of everything you achieved previously, but no one ever questioned him. But, and, yeah, and, no, you know, they've got a history of it, you know, and, and this was this was the, the Heyman magic, wasn't it? You know, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. If he can't talk, 911, for instance, don't get him to talk. If he can't wrestle, don't get him to wrestle. But yeah, anyway, so that was my that was my musings as to whether. Well, that's good. It's, it's what it's all about, isn't it? Just a little bit of, a bit of fantasy booking for him. We love it. Um, and jumping in now, I'll let you take this one away because obviously Rhino, Rhino is up next and I think there's a strong chance this might be your favourite promo of the, the Oh my God, I didn't realise until this set of promos how much I wanted Rhino versus New Jack. Um, Rhino is just his unhinged best. He doesn't want to fight New Jack. This isn't a fight. He's going to wrestle New Jack. He is going to beat him up but you know he's he's fought his way out of Detroit, so he doesn't have to fight anymore. He wrestles and he gets paid for it. And blah, blah, blah. However, that isn't going to stop him destroying New Jack, including ripping his face off and feeding it to him, so that New Jack has to. And this is an actual quote from the promo: "Shit out his own face." I mean, what? How can you? How can you top a a grown man saying to another one that I'm going to rip your face off and feed it to you so you have to shit out your own face? I just... Take my money. I'd love to just see just this 20 seconds after this promo. Of them all in hysterics. Just all of them just like... it goes. Just all of them just cracked. Yeah. Just absolutely just love just the whole, the, the reaction in the room would be like, absolutely phenomenal. It must be. So, um, yeah, no, so, so good. And but, then um, New Jack yeah, just does a beautiful kind of, you know, crazy New Jack. He, he jumps. We've got, um, so he jumps to the Nova match and then New Jack is paced out. There's a lot of promos on here, but he jumps in there. So it's weird. Um, so, yeah, fantastic promo from Rhino. We then get a quick Louie promo, um, which leads to Chetty basically saying, um, fuck, we're in the same promotion as Nova. Um, when I beat him, he leaves. So that whoever loses this leaves. And Louie's like, what are you doing? And suddenly a completely unadvertised loser leaves ECW match. Which is fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. So, long-term tag partners. First match is a loser leaves ECW match. I mean, they, they should have had multiple matches 
and it led to this. But um, this is what we've got. Um, I will give it to Nova, not only looking in like great shape, amazing outfit, he made you believe that he was fighting for everything in this match. I, there is something so very simple, but brilliant when told right, about tag team partners using each other's moves when they are feuding with each other. Yeah. They know each other well enough to know how to do, you know, I, I've, I've, I've seen you and I've worked with you and trained with you. I know the sidekick so well. I can do it almost as well as you. Well, I can do Novocaine almost as well as you. You know, it's, it's beautiful. And also just kind of, especially from a Chetty side, not just wanting to beat you, not just wanting you to be out of this promotion and out of my sight, but I want to do it with your own fucking move. Yeah. Beautiful. No, it's just, um, I mean, again, solid, solid match. Um, Nova did pick up the win, which again isn't a massive surprise. We deserved it. And again, it would be really interesting if ECW had survived another year. I would have loved to have seen the, the growth of Nova and where it took him. Because we've said before, this guy was destined for a um, TV title run. And he was he was ready for for so long, and that would have opened up so much about even like a a blue boy mini feud or anything. There'd been plenty of throwbacks they could have done with him, but yeah, he he deserved. Same, but I think time just got away from it all. But I think this is a massive step up and over this match. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this entire run has been just incredible. Kind of watching him, you know, come up and come out on his own. Um, and uh, yeah, this one, this one's the same. I don't think he held a championship. Did he? I was going to say tag, but I don't think he did. No, no. Which is again strange. He goes on to be the OBW heavyweight champion, which is mental. And I think he ended up in the team with um, Kaz, didn't he, for a while before becoming Simon yep. Dean. Yep, in UPW. Yeah, SCW champion with Blue Meanie. Um, ranked 88th in the PWA 500 in 2005. So we did and, um, OBW Southern Tag Team champions with Aaron Stevens. That's um, Damien Sandow. What did you say, Damien yeah. Sandow? Wasn't it? Yeah. Crazy. Um, next time we do get the new Jack promo. Um, yeah. Jack basically just talked about wanting to beat up Rhino uh, said he should have taken him out when he had the chance and he said he doesn't really care about the belt doesn't really want to <laughs> want to do anything with the belt he's probably going to sell the belt and he listed a bunch of things he's going to sell the belt for and um, yeah. I thought it was a good, it was a good promo it's a yeah. promo that only New Jack could have got away with you know almost just disrespecting the belt but it, his character is very believable to be like, fuck the belt. The belt gets in the way. I want the money that comes with the belt, but I don't want the belt. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, I, I, I could complain that this is yet another ECW championship match where no one actually cares about the belt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as you said, in, in character... It works for New Jack. You know, New Jack style isn't one that's about winning championships. It's about, you know, making people bleed. So, yeah, it does work. Um, one thing I meant to say before we moved on from the Nova Jetty match is it will be interesting to see whether this is Chetty's final match, um, given that you know, this is ECW and they always follow their steps. Apart from um, uh, apart from number one contenders and apart yeah. from um, losing these count with the last lot being the Ducks who, who left and then turned up TV for the next two weeks. But it was noted they didn't believe they were kicked out. Yeah, it's just... Um, they, they follow the yeah just yeah the, they the clearly yeah it just must have used his match yeah but yeah it's weird all the teams as well forget forget about them as well don't you Fuck, yeah. 
Um, next up, Flaming Tables match. Bulls Mahoney and Chili Willy versus them damn Baldies. This was your classic ECW wild match throughout the whole crowd. Um, there were some stiff chair shots too, to be precise. Yeah. They're absolutely outrageous. Yeah, I mean, um, it comes to something when the flaming table isn't the biggest oof that you, you give in a match. That's it. And it's also noted that um, sort of Chili Willy wasn't wearing gear like the others. He was just in normal standard wrestling gear. Now it's been a it's been a minute since I've watched this. Um, before rewatching it for this, um, so I I couldn't remember who won this match. Um, so when Bulls Mahoney came out, sopping wet. Yeah. I may have thought that should have been telegraphed or something. It's weird. I had the results in front of me, but I still thought. I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I even really took it in. I just assumed Balls Mahoney was going to go through the table, just because Balls Mahoney always goes through the table, especially when he's already pre pre drenched. Well, exactly. He was. He was. Um. Some ready. Great match, though. I thought it was um decent showing for Chili Willy. He's a bit too sporadic on the TV. You never really see him enough. I think to truly get behind him. He sort of pops in about two weeks before the pay-per-view, does a little something, then sort of goes, then you'll disappear and see him in. Yeah, come back in about two pay-per-views time again. But that's fair enough. So, yeah, Bulls and Chili did pick up the win, powerbombing Angel through the table. They get a bit of time, about 12 minutes here. But like I said, full all around the crowds. So that was a decent one. We then cut back out of the back with Sinister Minister promo. Talks about thanks. Says New Jack's faithful... Um, he's going to face Rhino, which seemed really weird. Yep. Um, the main eventers are basically faithful to be in the main event. And the minister's thankful that Mike and Tajiri are going to beat the FBI. Zoom out, and Mike is basically um, just a hog roast in the middle of the table. Yeah. It's about the, you know, a piece of it turns out he's been served up. Yeah. See, I didn't know if this is the one. But the minister kind of blew his finger off. It is. Because that's... They made reference. Reference next in a whole kind of throwaway comment. Because apparently they had the whole thing where the little the, the fire does it, and they, he just yeah. kept packing loads of flaming paper in it, didn't he? It blew up or something. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, but they referenced uh, the FBI attacked him and took his fingers out or something. Yeah, tried to disfigure his hand and... and, and break his fingers and so up next we do get that ECW television title match Rhino the champion defending his title against New Jack um, honestly I actually loved everything <laughs> about this match yeah me too me too it was, it was ridiculous it, it has if it was it, it's one of the, the few matches that I was upset that was 20 years ago because if this was on now, ignoring all the, the headshots and all that, I'd be so invested and believe that New Jack's going to win the TV title. It's almost a shame that I had to step out of that emotion because I already knew the result. Yeah. But New Jack absolutely you know, gave this man an absolute beating. And Rhino. I mean, yeah. you know, he... he, he... He wrestled New Jack's match, yeah, um, and did it really, really well. Uh, you know, he was—you felt he was in jeopardy you, because you know he he gave a lot to New Jack. Um, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's not my. It these these matches don't have the same draw to me that they had when when I first experienced ECW, when we were watching these for the first time. So there's yep. been a few of them that's, that's not quite lived up to my memory of what these are. This one, I adore. Um, it was just vicious and brutal and Great. nuts. And, and I was here for it. Oh, massively. <laughs> um... 
his face remained untouched. The end of the match came. Well, basically, New Jack sort of in control. He picks up the guitar, smashes the guitar over Rhino's head. Obviously, all the talcum powder comes flying out. Uh, Rhino doesn't go down. He sort of sort of gets up and embraces it very um, Masato Tanaka style so in the yeah. chair shots. Similar to that kind of spot where he sort of stands up like hasn't phased him. New Jack's shocked about what he's seen. He then picked New Jack up and basically runs across and gores him through the table to pick up the win. I thought the ending was good. I thought New Jack come across very, very strong. Could have easily won it. And sold yeah. it. But um, yeah, solid match. Really solid match. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, just yeah. Did a really, really good job of... of um... Making Rhino Rhino look unstoppable. Well, that's it. I mean, New Jack just looked crazy good, and Rhino just looked like an absolute beast, for lack of a better term. Um, next up, probably one of the segmenty promos that I wasn't really a fan of. I felt it pointless. Crino basically sneaks into the Sandman's locker room, starts pouring away his beer, and the Sandman walks in and catches him. So this is. This is all about trying to somehow build some kind of drama about the two people who are wrestling each other as part of this um, double jeopardy match because there is no heat between Carino and and Sandman. There is no reason for Carino and Sandman. You know, this yeah. isn't some sort of unfinished element that needs to be addressed before they can move on and, and focus on the championship. You know, it would have, as as we said on on last week's show, it would have made total sense for C. W. Anderson to be facing Carino in this in a whole kind of "you just won't get out of my fucking way." I need yeah. you to get out of my way so I can then you know do what I believe is my destiny to win the championship. But you just won't get out my fucking way. So I'm going to go through you, and then I'm going to go through him. Sam, man, you know, they hadn't really even been on screen together until, until last week. Um, so this is this is all about trying to kind of build up some reason as to why Sandman wants to destroy him. I don't think he does a good job. You know, he's built my beard. Yeah, it's, it just felt unnecessary. It felt like a step back from where Carino was going. And I said, Sandman. Didn't need it either. No. Um, next up, World Tag Team title match, FBI versus Mikey and Tajiri. Never a bad match of this lot. We say it every time, but they really do. Just natural dance partners. Uh, Tajiri, not Tajiri, Wickrick gets quote-unquote injured during this match and has to leave. Yep. Which then basically leads to crazy, super crazy making his return. And pretty much sort of taking his spot and almost having crazy into Jury versus the FBI. Yeah. Um which I I would have flipped the belts just for the pure insanity it would have left to in Sinister Minister segments. So I mean we we, we kind of covered a little bit previously, we kind of discussed what we thought could work in regards to Super crazy joining the, the, the unhandy alliance and three of them being kind of together. Um, and you know, you get a, a slight showing of what that could be here, and it would yeah. have been it would have been something pretty amazing, I think. Um, but yeah, again, I don't understand why why you don't put him in the match with CW and then build him in this. I understand his involvement in this more than, you know, just a random match with CW, but it's, it's strange that, you know, you, you publicize his return and then do it as a surprise as a, as a substitute. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, cause it, that's even horrible. How many people do you think bought this pay-per-view to watch Super Crazy? 
to be fair, I don't know how many people bought the paper. Um, but do, do, do you know what I mean? Not in like no, a dig absolutely. to him, but my thing is, you could have held it back and done it as a return, and it would have been just as powerful, maybe even a little bit more. Or if you want to do this, then why not? Why don't FBI lay out Mikey Whitbreck when they're trying to get to the sinister minister? The jury's yeah. on his own, beaten up, double teamed, and then you know you get Whitbreaker coming rather than the halfway through. People turning up halfway through a match, kind of a theme at the end of this pay per view, and I'm I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, so FBI did did retain, like we said, and sort of it goes on. We give it a bit of time, fifteen minutes forty seven, roughly. So nice bit. Of the point, crazy's back. See how he fits in on TV. We get a very quick segment out the back. Jasmine St. Clair in the shower with the blue boy, basically just plugging ECW website. Yep. Nothing special, but it's good to see him. Um, main event time, ECW Heavyweight Championship title, double jeopardy match. So the way it works is you've almost got two singles matches going on and the winner of one singles match, well, the winner of both singles matches then go on to face each other immediately. So it's almost like a live simultaneous kind of tournament thing. Yeah. So basically, you've got Carino uh, versus the Sandman versus the Sandman and Jerry Lynn versus Just Incredible going on at the same time, but only Carino can pin Sandman, only Sandman can pin Carino and the same with Lynn and that and the winner then goes on to face the winner. I like it. It's a good, it's a decent like concept to be fair. Yeah. It's kind of um, winner stays on rules. Yeah, it feels like the kind of match that they would have thrown into NXT. Mm. So it worked well enough. In total, they're giving about 25 minutes, not a massive surprise. Um, the match is, match is going on. It's, it's decent enough. I mean, it's kind of flipping between both. They're trying to run two matches at the same time. It's kind of interesting and hard to sort of do that. The eliminations come at exactly the same point, which I thought was well, kind so of... So before clear. then, the, yeah. it's basically a three-way match because for reasons that are never really explained, Sandman doesn't turn up until almost halfway through the match. Yeah. Um, and there's jokes about, you know, in, in being in a bar somewhere. Well, we know he's in the building. We've just seen him. We've just seen Carino and him get into it. Um, yeah, so for, for no reason whatsoever, Sandman joins later. Um, which, again, you know, bearing in mind this is, you know, you can only beat and I can only beat and blah, blah, blah. Then it's, it's strange. It kind of throws off a little bit of what they're trying to do. Um, and then, as you said, you know, both eliminations happen exactly at the same time. Yeah, which is, um, like I said, cool and strange all at the same point. So basically, just incredible eliminates Jerry Lynn. Steve Carino eliminates the Sandman. Then we then go on to get about eight minutes of Carino versus Just Incredible. Which means, as is pointed out to us, we are guaranteed a new champion. Which I thought, again, was a nice like buzz line. Yeah. You sort of, you think about it, but don't think about it. And you just sort of think, oh yeah, no, it is. Lynn's gone. So the only criticism I have on that is we've lived through this through three-way dances. Like, for instance, Taz getting eliminated. Yeah. Um, so you know it is uh, it is a good buzz line. It, it it kind of gives a little bit more interest to the last bit of the match. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I think I think the problem with watching ECW all the way through concurrently in very quick succession is sometimes you, because it's so fresh, you you sometimes kind of recognise where they've um, replicated points. Yeah, no. It's, um, yeah. Um, like I said, the match goes on. Carino does end up picking up the win and becoming the new ECW heavyweight champion. Um, I think it's good from a story sense in, in 
in the way that it does still leave open Lynn versus Carino in the whole you never beat me that's incredible beat me so that kind of that's going to work out quite well um, not over the top celebration good celebration for Carino give him a lot of time in the ring celebrating and, and, and stuff like that um, I, I felt the fans wanted the Sandman to win I mean the, the bullshit chance when Sandman and um, uh, 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 Jerry Lynn got eliminated were very very obvious and very loud even on the on a WWE dub um, yeah I mean they were that was interesting but again it made, it's what we said before like if you're struggling and you're desperate to get eyes on the product, they're about being horrible. You, you've got to put the belt on your Sandman or your RVD or, or your, you know, one of your bigger names that in the magazines and everything else that are getting picked up at the time, they're the ones that are going to grab you because people are like, oh, no, Sandman. Oh, wow, they know he's still champion. I'll check it out. It, it leads to something. Than just, um, I mean, don't be wrong, I, I love Carino. People know he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but... absolutely. And and you know, he's his his growth, as they referenced, his growth has been incredible. You know, yeah, his, his journey to this belt the last couple of months alone is it's hard to argue that anyone deserves to be world champion over him, apart from from a business nostalgia sense. But as, as an incredible talent, yeah, definitely, definitely do it, and yeah, very happy that he won it. Me too. Um, my my two criticisms of this match, however, yep, are the Dawn Marie turn. Yeah. Um, just uh, and you know it's you've seen the the kind of build of this in the sense that you know Jerry uh, uh, Steve Carino wants very little to do with her makes you question yeah. why she's still there you know she was brought in to be the 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 anti-Francine um, she's failed miserably on that all counts um, gets fed up with the disrespect so low blows Carino um, my only issue with this as part of the logic is by low-blowing Carino when he's in the final two, you're trying to put the belt on Justin Credible, who's with Francine. And Justin Credible and Francine are the two people you hate the most because of what happens to the Impact players and your guy Lance Storm, and also Francine, who's your, your number one baddie. So why you'd want to do anything... I can understand you wanting to turn on Steve Carino, why you don't do that in the hope that Sandman wins, why you wait to do that in the hope that Just Incredible wins, doesn't, doesn't make sense for me. Um, so weird. And then in, in, as we talk about things that you know, don't really quite make sense for me, um, Sandman and Jerry Lynn staying at ringside after elimination slapping on the, 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 the ring to try and get the fans and try to will the people who have just beaten them for the championship on. Um, I, don't, I don't get why they're suddenly very, very good losers. And golly gosh, just you know, hope that the right person wins. Yeah, it's just like you said, that sort of stuff's just so um, so strange. I mean, it really is. But, and I, mean, I, I think part of it, especially with the Sandman, was to try to get the fans back into it after they very obviously got upset that he, you know, didn't do much. Um, but yeah, no, hundred percent. That was the end of the pay per view. Um, what is your match of the night? Um. So I, 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 I flip-flopped about this um, yeah. uh, for a few, uh, for a couple of days since I watched the paper view. Um, Kid Cash versus C.W. Anderson was a really good match. Yeah. 
Steve Carino finally winning the championship was a really great thing. Yeah. But I enjoyed Rhino and New Jack in a way that I really can't explain. <laughs> so I'm actually going to give it to Rhino and New Jack and just the hardcore Gubbins nonsense match that it was. Um, because I, I can't explain why I enjoyed that one as much as I did. I love that match. There was this pure... Uh, uh, I don't know what it was. Like, like I said, it's weird because they're telling a story that almost doesn't feel relevant because it's 20 years later, so you know there wasn't an outcome. But it felt like Rhino wanting to wrestle. New Jack trying everything at this unstoppable monster to try and stop him. And in the end, just sort of came up short. You know, there is just such like a just purity, just a basic kind of like I I can't wrestle, but I'm going to use everything that's not nailed down to absolutely destroy you. And there was just such a really cool thing about this match. But, um, yeah, no, it's a great match. If you haven't seen it, obviously check out the whole pay per view. But this is definitely a standout match. November to remember 2000. Make sure you check out New Jack Rhino. Brilliant match. Absolutely. Um, you can get involved in all the socials at underscore sports arena. That is us. Keep tagging us in those uh, custom figures. We're liking it. We want to see some more custom New Jacks. You got Psych Ward, New Jack, the orange t shirt. Yeah, I feel like that, that toy should still be made. It feels like an easy, easy one to do. But, um, that's a great little thing. Anything else you got? Classic memories, T-shirts, anything like that. We'd love to see it all on Twitter or the Instagram. We're always sort of chatting things extreme. Next week, we'll be back with a couple more hardcore TVs as we run down to the end of extreme. Um, that's everything from me. Not far off from Massacre on 34th Street. Um, mm. We have got eight episodes of Hardcore TV and two pay-per-views left of our journey from episode one all the way to four of them. That's crazy. Really is. But until we come back and talk about all of that, just like Arby King himself, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>